0: Hey, everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we have a special treat for you today. We've got a, a great guest, not his first time appearance, but he hasn't been on for a while. And we're talking about John B. Wells, a former host of Coast to Coast. And uh, I always hold he and Art in the highest of esteem for the people that did the most for that show. And uh, he now has his own show in Caravan to Midnight. We're going to be joining. John, in just a minute, but I got to take care of, of a couple of responsibilities here because this program is brought to you by My Patriot Supply, the very best in survival food. And I'm telling you, folks, they're closing down the avenues, and pretty soon the only food you're going to have access to, in my humble opinion, is what's already in your house. This is why you need to be in the storable food business. Listen, you get breakfast, lunch, dinner, two thousand calories per day. you get food that i could I could live on this. okay, would I order at a gourmet uh, restaurant? No, but I could live on this, and also too, you get twenty five year shelf life and to find out more and how they've stabilized prices, they haven't raised prices in a couple of years, you can go to food. WithDave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. And uh, please don't put this off any longer. And in addition, we see what's happening with the banks. And the Dodd-Frank law of 2010 says the banks can steal your money, literally. It's not your money anymore when you put it in the bank. You're an unsecured creditor. And they can take your retirement if it's bank-related. They can take your bank accounts. Well, Noble Gold can help you undo all that. And let me just say this. I have advertised for Noble Gold for six years. I've been a customer for almost five, and I wouldn't have anybody else diversify my assets. They have done a tremendous job, and you can find out more by going to DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll rush you out a free electronic information packet. No one will call you. No one's going to pester you. You can look at it and say, okay, this is the way to protect my nest egg and make sure I have minimal risk in the bank. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. All right, we have... John B. Wells with us, and John, it's so great to have you back on. It's been far too long, my friend, and uh, I just want to congratulate you on all the success Caravan to Midnight's have, and uh, you truly turned that bad coast-to-coast situation uh, from uh, lemons into lemonade. You've done a wonderful job.
1: Well, thanks very much for that. It's been quite a journey. I can't believe we've been doing it for over nine years. It was nine years, our anniversary on uh, the 3rd of February. And I just feel, uh, and may I say, I feel absolutely blessed to be able to do this gig at all, let alone to be able to do it for this long. And uh, you were a big part of getting the word out that I had, uh, I had been, uh, summarily dismissed, you know, that third time that I mentioned, you're, you're witnessing the resurgence of global communism on the third time. That's, that's all they could handle. So it was like, (laughs) bye-bye. And Aravan was born a week later.
0: Yeah, I, uh um. I wrote two articles about that event, and actually the second one was endorsed by Art Bell on Facebook. But I, I went through and I had your ratings for a weekend, which should be lower than the weekday show. But uh, you were clearly number one on that network, and your content was superior to anything George Norrie was doing. And he's got to play the game if he wants to keep his job, you know, with Clear Channel. We know we know how that works. And the articles I wrote caused so much fuss That And I think I told you this. George Norrie actually tracked me down and called me and begged me to stop. And we had about a 40-minute conversation. And he says, oh, Dave, you can come on our show. And this is after he kept people who I won't mention by name there. They wanted me on the show. And this even predates you, John. And Jim Mars was trying to get me on the show. And uh, some of the producers, oh, yeah, good idea. And it was blocked. And George Norrie knew this when he called me. And he said, Dave, we can get you on the show. I said, hey, I kind of think I've taken sides, George. I'm on John's side. And what you guys did was wrong. I can't come on your show. I'll never come on your show. And uh, so Coast to Coast is kind of wallowing now in their uh, mediocrity compared to what Art did. Art was at 600 stations. Do You know what Coast is now? you have any idea? I do not. I have no idea. Yeah, I've heard it's around 200. So they've lost two-thirds of their market share by by what I've heard. But uh, you certainly landed on your feet, um, and you give real news. But uh, I, I did something recently in social media where I compared your dismissal with Art Bell and basically how they forced him out by controlling content when he unfortunately sold out to Premier, and then Premier was taken over by uh, Clear Channel. And then, of course, what's happened to Tucker Carlson. Uh, do you see any similarities between the three of you and how you were all ousted?
1: Dave, I see an absolute parallel. He's the only one who was actually delivering some, shall we say, quality content. No one else would touch it. And, you know, it was really uh, just I'll I'll just touch on this briefly. It was a real disaster at uh, at Coast. It was funny. uh, The head lady over there called me and said, well, we're going to go another direction. I said, "Okay." I said, what direction were we not wanting to go? She goes, oh, I I, I love you. I love your show, She goes, we've got a lot of conservative channels out there. And I went, oh, that's it, that's it. So uh, but what was even more this, this is a little inside stuff but a person who was effectively the group manager of that cluster in L.A. and was effectively the program director of Coast to Coast. Nice guy, very nice guy, but not a shark. Just a good guy that did his job. He was with Coast for eight years. I think he was with uh, Premier for 11. And he came into a meeting one time. He said, we have a little bit of a problem here. They said, really, what's the problem? And he said, "Well, the, the Saturday night guys' numbers are higher than the rest of the week combined." <laughs> yeah, but there's a solution. They said, "Yeah, what's the solution?" He said, "Well, George's contract is coming up, and you know what happened then? I bet you can guess. Bye." And he was gone. So, <laughs> no political, no political uh, intrigue here at all, right? The uh, these big corporations are most assuredly in the globalist camp. Yes. They must do their part to control the narrative, which is what we're seeing played out now. I had no idea it would go all the way to this ridiculous a level, but this has been the plan all the time. And, uh, It's good to be independent. I'm I'm pretty sure you feel the same way.
0: Oh, no question. I was with an unnamed network, and they were trying to control content. And I said, I can't do this anymore. So uh, life has never been better on my end of the spectrum. But what's interesting about this whole situation is um, I made the point the other day, like Fox News, their their market share went down by a billion dollars in 12 hours following the firing of Tucker. But I said, they don't really care. Because I saw it with Art, and I saw it with when you left. Coast really suffered, and Fox News is in a tailspin. But they have people that underwrite them that they'll accept the losses, like the people who underwrite CNN for the massive losses they have. They just care about the narrative, so that's why they can get rid of a top-ranked talk show host, and I'm sure you're aware of that, too.
1: You know, David, it's... uh it's interesting, but I suspect that this was long in the planning, and then we find out that BlackRock, I want to say, has a 15-point something share in uh, Fox News, so uh, in, in that whole outfit. So I suspect what happened was they put the put option in place before they took Tucker off of his broadcast, and they made money when the when the uh, numbers fell, and uh, and then held their position. You know, you, when you place a put option, what you're betting against is your stock price is going to drop, and then the difference between how much it dropped and how much you put in, that's your profit. So I suspect they did just fine, and, and, and Tucker has not been fired from Fox News. He's still under contract. Uh, the information I received was that he'll get $1.6 million per month. That's a pretty good gig, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For the next 18 months, he's just not on the air.
0: You but think there's, not. you think there's a non-compete clause?
1: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run out his contract, and uh, and keep him off the uh, and keep him off the air. So yeah, positively.
0: Yeah, interesting. This seems to be standard. You know, my wife had a top-level corporate job with McDonald's Corporation, and she left to, to become a mom. I mean, she just wanted to stay home with the family. And uh, even though their parting was amicable, they still locked her into a two-year non-compete, which was really, was really standard. So you think 18 months from now, Tucker will reappear?
1: I do, and there's no telling what the state of the world will be in 18 months, but yeah, I don't think he's going to give it up at all. He's not that. I, I don't read that as, as his having that kind of personality.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, but I thought that they said they had fired him for cause, and you're saying that's not the case.
1: Yeah, what I'm hearing is that he, he has not actually been fired. You know, if you don't mind, I'll just uh, mention this, that we have a, a news site. that uh, It's an aggregator site. It's called jellyfish.news. And we've had several stories up on that uh, on that platform about uh, Tucker. Who's like, well, wait a minute—he hasn't actually been fired. So there we are. It's just corporate games. They—they they just want him up the air. They don't want him putting that stuff out there. They don't want him asking questions about these vaccine mandates, let alone the actual vaccine or the duplicity. And not, I add, my personal opinion, which is the nefarious conduct of this uh, Anthony Fauci and many other people and just the whole ludicrous communist takeover of the country, because that's what this is. That's what this is. Yeah. And then that is Bernie Sanders sings out and says, well, if you don't embrace communism, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but not, not very much. If you don't embrace communism, then you don't believe in democracy. I don't understand how any of these lunatics <laughs> even have a, a platform to broadcast their nonsense from. I just don't, but no. apparently... It's like a bad bad penny. It just keeps turning up. You can't get the gum out of the machine. The penny just keeps popping back out for you.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Boy, that's... uh, You know what happens in 18 months, John? This is not meant to be a trick question. In 18 months is the 2024 election. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's not enough. Yeah, you know what? It got past me. It really did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I had not heard the 18-month part, so I thought, you know, what does that mean? And I just was looking at my calendar here, and I said, oh, my God, that's right before the election. Uh, Exactly. Someone told me that's uh, at Fox News, and obviously I'm not going to betray the source, but they told me, Dave, stop speculating about Tucker. Tucker's gone because they want to control the narrative leading up to the election, and they can't have Trump they got to have their own stooge. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, my choice is this. Kevin McCarthy is no conservative. He's a Trojan horse, but he's pretending he's a conservative. I mean, he sold us out with the budget. I mean, he's given Biden basically what he wants. But I think he's positioning to run for president to get the nomination in the Republican Party prior because he's hoping Trump's reputation will be so damaged from these grand jury investigations that he can't run you think McCarthy could be a candidate?
1: I think it's possible. There are, there are two or three scenarios that, uh, that come to mind. Now, there is this hope and dream that this whole thing is actually a white hat operation. And certainly there is uh, there's evidence that would suggest such a thing simply because this administration or whatever you might call it, Joe Biden is obviously calling no shots. Kamala Harris is obviously incapable of calling any shots. So it's not beyond the realm of the possible that Biden may have to be removed. Uh, If he's in the condition he's in now, what's it going to be like in uh, July of 2024? So if he's removed and Kamala Harris steps in, then that means McCarthy would move into the vice presidency. And, uh, or, I mean, if I understand the system correctly, and I think that's that's the next he'd be next up for that. So it really is possible in my mind that uh, I'm not saying it's it's a fact, but it is possible that all of these things that happened, including allowing the 2020 election to be stolen, had to happen before all of this could be revealed. Because now, as a result of that, so much corruption, so much. I mean, from Epstein connections with the former CIA chief to Hunter Biden's laptop that, oh, you know, this fellow Jack Max, he's got it to uh, the Daily Mail in London, he got it to the Washington Post, a few other, nothing was happening. And you just have to wonder, with all that evidence lying around out there, why has nothing happened yet? But I suspect that something major will happen. I don't know this, but I strongly suspect it. Well, I, so,
0: think, I think yeah. your instincts are good, John, because... This morning on Breitbart, I believe the Gateway Pundit, but I read the Breitbart account. They published two letters. One came from uh, Grassley out of the Senate, and the other came from uh, Comer, the chief of the oversight committee in the House. And they basically wrote and said, the FBI, you're withholding key document called FD-1023, which shows that Joe Biden... Uh, entered into an agreement, financial agreement for services uh, in official capacity with a foreign entity. And this is published word for word, straight from Congress. And here's how they ended the document. They said, because the FBI has failed to investigate, failed to inform us and the American people, we are not including them in our investigation, and the same with the DOJ. This is huge.
1: Oh, it certainly is there has
0: WithDave. dot com. That's waterwithdave.com. dot Save eighty dollars for a short time.
1: There's been, uh, there's been a systematic dismantling of the integrity of this uh, this country's security from the financial sector all the way up to the literal uh, national security with all this uh, all this uh, Jafar involvement and Gulf Tainer and all of that lady named Mary Fanning who along with Alan Jones has a publication called the American and they have been absolutely taking it to the uh, they have been sticking it to the the uh, proverbial man for quite a long time but they've sold up they've actually turned control of our ports over to the chinese mhm i mean from the cranes that uh, operate at these ports to the software that runs them to all these substations across the United States are all Chinese-made. They run on Chinese software. Uh, all of this information that wound up like the hammer, for example, that uh, many people have said, "Oh, it doesn't exist." Oh, yes, it does. Well, Dennis Montgomery—that's just a made-up person. No, he isn't. Obama turned it over to the Chinese. It's the most powerful surveillance tool ever created. It is so deep that I believe that the American public knew how serious this is. I I, I don't know. I I don't know if there's enough testosterone, enough love for country, enough believe in God, but if there were all those three things, then uh, if the American public knew how deep the stuff is that we're in, I think there'd be a a revolution by tomorrow morning. Can you give us a for instance
0: about how sophisticated the technology is?
1: Anything that you can imagine, it is a total, total surveillance tool. And all of these, these connected devices and all that, that's all part of it. The, uh, the big tech companies, uh, AT&T, I mean Facebook and uh, Twitter and all that, that's just, a, that's just the part we see. Everything that we do, if they want to know anything, unless somebody has really gone into spook world, and just decided they're going to use this kind of phone and they're only going to communicate this way and they've got an EMP-proof uh, case, meaning you can't get a signal in or out of it, but they keep that phone in. Everything from the GPS in your car that talks to your phone, that talks to a server, all of this stuff winds up in China. It sounds absurd, and of course it is, but unfortunately it appears to be true. So they know where everybody is. The only ones that they, they really can't track are the criminals who use uh, burner phones and even then cameras everywhere so it just it just depends on how much manpower and time they want to put into tracking someone's every move and uh, you remember that thing about uh, over the course of a day a person will commit three felonies and not even know it and again when when it's a federal See, this thing is, is uh, it just spreads. It, it spreads out like a like a spider web that just keeps getting bigger. If you're accused of something by the feds, you you don't have to be guilty. You just have to be accused, and it'll cost you everything you have and everything you're going to have just to defend yourself from a charge from those people, and they know this. And so now lawfare has become a big deal. So what they do is they break the law routinely and then use the courts to crush your your opposition to uh, bringing anything forward, and they also use it to crush your ability to defend yourself if you're brought up on some contrived charge. This is real, no kidding. I mean, we say communism because that's just a, a, a word that we know, but it, it is global totalitarianism. This is what they want. They want to control everything, your movements, how far you can travel, how much uh, resource. Uh, you can use of whatever resource we're talking about. It's It's just satanic is what it is. And you know, David, I have said this a few times over the course of the last, well, decade. Saul described himself, before he became the Apostle Paul, described himself as a former chieftain among sinners. Well, I don't think I was a chieftain among sinners, but I'm sure I'm pretty sure I was a captain or a colonel or a major or maybe even a general at one time. But I'll tell you the farther down the road I go, the more convinced I am that scripture is absolutely real. That Lord Jesus Christ is absolutely real, that God is absolutely real and that we are in those times that were described in Scripture, in Revelation especially. The whole B system is not being able to buy or sell this vaccine that actually I mean, it sounds beyond preposterous. I I realize this, but they're actually injecting tech into people, not every person, but the majority of people who receive that vaccination. It appears they have actual tech that will modify their genome. And because the injection is patented, they have and they change the genome. Well, they own not only the means of changing a human being, but they also own the human being as well. They're making a case for this, that we are actually real, no kidding, honest to goodness, chattel now, which is why there was this big uproar about not taking the vaccines. And we know that this whole COVID-19 thing was, A, a bioweapon, and, two, deliberately deployed. Do you know why i going on for just a few no, more seconds?
0: You have my attention.
1: Do you know when when the whole thing really hit the fan? In uh, i even lost track of it, but it really broke out in 2021, right? That's when the that's when the panic hit. Everybody, oh, we're all going to die. The pandemic's on us. Where I happened to have my home, there was a hospital almost exactly one mile away on a straight straight drive. <laughs> road straight as an arrow one mile away the big baylor scott white hospital i mean this thing was huge it sat on at least i don't know i would say no less than three acres and maybe as many as five throughout the pandemic this is all that you saw there maybe a half dozen cars in the parking lot maybe a half dozen lights on in the whole building but there was a big COVID tent out there. Thing must have been 30 feet long, It had these two big flexible plastic hoses coming out of it. And they're pylons, and they're all ready to go. There were orange cones, like like traffic cones, set at the um, each end of the circular driveway at the main entrance. And nobody was there. No ambulances running up and down the street. No throngs of people. The hospital was effectively closed. And people have seen this in, the, in various parts of the, of the country, many parts of the country. And I don't know why this is, Dave, but nobody really, nobody really said anything about it. What we were hearing through mainstream media was like, oh, we can barely handle it. We're being swamped with all these people who've been stricken by COVID. Then we go on to find out that, well, you get some money, you get some extra money from the feds if you put them on a ventilator. If you put them on remdesivir and they die, well, you get some more money. I mean, it is the most monstrous thing that I have ever seen. It's almost as though the real infection was not COVID-19. It was the insanity that propelled the agenda to get everybody vaccinated. Everybody get vaccinated. That idiot Biden says, if you live in an area that's prone to hurricanes, one of the best things you can do to prepare is to get vaccinated. (laughs) It just makes me sick. These people actually make me very angry, which, of course, amounts to nothing, and it it won't get me anywhere except, you know, more gray hair, but, and I can't believe that the American public was so gullible that they fell for this. I can't believe, on the one hand, that the whole country, I'm not going to say the whole country, because about a measurable percentage, probably uh, 30, 40 percent, just said, we're not doing it, and I was one of them. Anytime there's an advertising campaign that's this strong, there's something else there that we're not seeing because this is just there's something wrong with this.
0: Well, I know they inflated the death totals. I had uh, informants that were working in ERs that said someone would come in, and some of these people that told me about this were actually doctors, not just nurses, and someone would come in with head trauma, say, from a motorcycle accident, and that would be the cause of death, but they would label it as COVID. There was absolute total fraud because they were getting, I think it was $13,000 for a diagnosis and 30 thousand dollars for a death. For a
1: death. You are correct, and you know they killed Robert David Steele. Yeah, that caught oh, yeah. me. But,
0: what happened to him? What's your view of that?
1: Well, my understanding is that, I, and I liked Robert. I did. I, I thought he was—he was just a—he was just one of those. Those CIA guys, they—they they really, the ones that have actually been out in the field, they've all got that. Let's get it going on. I mean, they've got that light, you know. Uh, another one is a fellow calls himself Chase Brandon. He, he was a real bona fide CIA guy, and I, I talked to him every once in a while. But what happened with Steele was that his family was bullied into putting him on a, putting him on a ventilator and giving him remdesivir, and when that, those two things happen, you die. You don't come back from that. I, haven't, I have heard of, now I'm not saying that it hasn't happened, but what I am saying is that I have heard of no case, not one, where anybody went onto a ventilator, was given remdesivir, and survive the experience. Zero. Now you combine that with the WEF and the people like Gates, uh, who want to reduce the world population. By the way, uh, heads up on this. If uh, you probably heard about this day, but but now Gates has got this thing. It's a poisonous substance that keeps your your vegetables that you buy at the grocery store looking fresh as ever. Now they may be 30 days old, but it's a coating they put on it called appeal. A P E E L. And he developed it to, pr- to prolong the life of vegetables. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good for you. So if you see some of this produce with a little appeal sticker on it, I'd say go somewhere else, like a farmer's market. But that's just an aside. And then Noah Harari comes along. Now, at first I thought, golly, this guy sounds like a, a monstrous, horrible individual. I'm not sure that's true. I'm thinking what he's doing is disguising. What he is actually doing, which is telling us what's waiting for us if we don't get ahead of this. Because he's been saying things like, if you're 50 years old and suddenly a robot's taking your job, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to support yourself? And when he said, well, these useless human beings, these useless eaters and so forth, I think he was being facetious on a sinister level. He was telling us, I believe, and I could be wrong, Dave, but I think he was telling us, this is how you're regarded. This is what they think of you. This is where you 're headed, making it sound like he 's part of it, but really he 's the whistleblower that 's just that 's just a theory but i haven 't been dissuaded from holding it yet
0: over to you um, I um just interviewed Clay Clark and uh, he was on our t v show and he came on and he had clips from Elon Musk at parallel what you 're talking about here but it 's not that I think elon 's a uh, whistleblower. I think he's one of them. He issued uh, Harare type of warnings. And we had, he played the tape. There's no question it was Elon Musk. And in the statements, he was talking about destroying free will, that uh, uh, AI is the future. And yet, publicly, when he speaks to the media, he condemns AI. said it's going too far. But in these uh, statements I was getting, he was going the opposite direction. And that led me to believe that uh, Elon Musk is a Trojan horse. What do you think?
1: I think Elon Musk is a brilliant individual. It's almost like this, Dave. I always go with with this. Whenever I see a piece of news or hear a piece of news, I always ask two questions. Why am I hearing this news at all? And number two, why am I hearing it now? So it is possible, and again, this is just theory, But he is trying to tell the truth while not being blown out, possibly quite literally, from the cabal, which his vast amounts of of money and influence and his technical expertise and so forth and his inventiveness, well, that automatically qualifies him to be part of the club. So he has to play the game while simultaneously trying to give people a heads up that this is what's headed your way. But he's stuck. There, there's no way out of this that, that I can see. I don't think Elon Musk can just quit and move to his fortress in Switzerland or like uh, like Patricia Highsmith did, the, the author from back in the day. I don't think he can do that. Once you cross a certain line, there's no going back. So I think that uh, I think he is a humanitarian at heart who has to play the globalist game, unlike Klaus Schwab and some of the other ones. Bill, Bill Gates, he's just an an unapologetic nihilist, I believe. Look, look at all the damage he did in India and Africa. And he just walked away from it. No big deal. He and his uh, his wife uh, Melinda, man, they had to flee India. He had so many Hindis and Punjabis <laughs> coming after them because they just maimed and killed all of these people with uh, with these this vaccine protocol. Same thing happened in Africa. So, hmm. Who is permitting these people to continue to do these things? Who is really in control of what these people do? I don't think it's another man. Well, I, don't th- I don't think it's the yeah. other person. I know. We're, I think it's yeah. a, a spiritual force of evil. These things exist, and people will, will cling to their... And I don't think many of them realize that it's hubris to suggest that we just know so much that now we've learned enough, and we're just going to hold our
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: Oh, there is no God, and, and uh, we're just part of a simulation. Well, okay, so where is space, and, uh, and what's in space? Well, nothing's in space. Wrong. It's filled with energy and life. Well, okay, let's say it is nothing. Well, where is the nothing located? What was there before the nothing occurred? Nothing, obviously, is something, or you couldn't even put a name to it. And I think we have been deceived en masse, repeatedly, continual attacks on Christianity, promote, promote, promote godless technocracy, the erasure of individuality, the mocking of people of faith and all of this, there are too many symptoms to suggest anything other than they know very well that God exists, and they know very well that Satan or Beelzebub or whatever name, evil is evil, rose by any other name, smells just as sweet, and evil by any other name is just as ugly. They know very well that God exists. They have chosen to go the other way. They do not care about human life. They don't care. It's like being on a drug that you just cannot escape its effects on you. Like a methamphetamine addict that is crazy, but continues to take the drug, continues to commit crime, continues to destroy himself and destroy other people. It's the same thing, only it's spiritual instead of uh, injectable, snortable, or otherwise edible that's what i think i think we're in a battle i think it's the battle of of the ages never before have we been able to actually annihilate every human being on the face of the earth through a virus or an induced natural uh, disaster so an unnatural disaster if you will It, it hadn't been possible before this this unbelievable capability of communicating and monitoring and keeping up with every human being on the face of the earth that, that has any initiative. I mean, if you're a Bushman somewhere in uh, you know, Namibia, you're probably exempt because you don't have an influence except within your little circle. But as far as Western civilization and Eastern civilization is concerned, how oh, they want the control, and they're going to have it.
0: Uh, yeah, I think the same scriptwriter you have is the same one I have and that's called the Bible because um, that's what I'm hearing a lot of right here and I couldn't agree with you more I want to go back to something you said earlier about modifying the genome through the vaccines and that gives the patent rights to human beings as the holder of the new modified patent do you know John I found that same thing with Ebola in 2014 when we had the first Central American invasion and I interviewed some doctors I got to have a couple of Border Patrol sources I still have today come forward. and They used to tell me they had to change clothes so they'd go home. They were too afraid to carry things like denegi fever or other diseases. And then Ebola popped up in various locations around the country. Fortunately, it didn't go like wildfire. But what I found out in my investigation, that the CDC owns the patent to Ebola. I published it on my website. And then I I started talking to a copyright lawyer. And uh, this is when we were trademarking some of the things that we were doing at the Common Sense Show. And I said, i got a question for you. you. Can you copyright a virus or trademark a virus or own the royalty? And he said, no, not unless you modify it. And if you modify it, he said, not only would you control the rights, you would also control the treatment. And I said, I told him what I found. He goes, you're kidding. And I forwarded him some of the stuff and he said... This effectively sets up human slavery. So this part's already been done before by the CDC. And I thought there was going to be an Ebola outbreak in 2014 of massive proportions, but it ended up not coming to fruition. But they're ready for it. And I'll give you, I'll give you the kicker, John. Uh, this is now scrubbed from the internet entirely, but I have the hard copies and they're on my website as well. Crucell Laboratories in 2008 and 2009 developed an effective vaccine for Ebola. And that's when I found that, that's what led me to believe, okay, they can basically immune themselves from this, and why they kill off a lot of humanity. Well, that ended up not happening, but I look at this as a potential possibility going forward.
1: You know, it's so complicated, and there are so many contradictions as we go along. You remember the whole uh, hubbub about isolating a sample of the COVID-19 virus? And they couldn't do it. First they said they'd isolate it, yes. then they said, well, no isolated you can't isolate a virus it's impossible dave i don't mean to go i I, I don't mean this to sound like I'm, i'm tooting my own horn but i'll tell you we we go over the air two hours monday through friday every night and then three hours on saturday when we do the what we call the arc midnight intelligence briefing i have spoken with i have been privileged and blessed to speak with robert malone and peter mccullough and carla dean graves and uh and uh uh, pete chambers and and on and on and on and on and a, a, a nice lady came on uh within the last few days name uh leor l-i-o-r-s-h-e-r and she's a vitamin c uh proponent real heavy and as we go along here and, of course, my wife is uh, from South Africa. I was over there on a cigarette contract from uh, for, from the beginning of 84 to the end of 99. So I got to go all over the place. And I saw what was happening there. And I began to tell people what's happening in South Africa is it is the test bed. It is the model for what's going to happen in the United States. And that has proven to be true. Well, her mother is a lifelong nurse and a good one, too. She, uh, if... if uh, There was one instance where rash appeared in the palms and on the soles of the feet. And so uh, Brendy called her mother. And uh, and that accent of hers that's so charming says, well, there's only one thing that will cause rash on the palms and the soles, and that's Coxsackie virus. Well, I put that out over the air, and within, I don't know, less than a month, we're starting to hear about Coxsackie virus, which is some sort of weirdness that gets excreted from... What they're calling the polio virus again, a virus which is something they can they can name, but they can't really define what it is. And so, gosh, where am I headed with all? It comes down to parasites. Now, this is going to grab people in a variety of ways. Hopefully, they'll keep their minds open to this. But parasites are demonic. Why did ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine prove to be effective not only as a prophylactic against the so-called COVID-19 virus, but also as a curative? Well, ivermectin, well, you're taking horsewormer. It's antiparasitic. Well, and you're taking hydroxychloroquine. You can't stay on that very long with well, that little gal who calls herself uh, a Ugandan princess. Her father is a preacher over there. She has a, an, an issue, a chronic issue. She's been taking hydroxychloroquine every day of her life for 16 years. Well, what do you use hydroxychloroquine for? To treat malaria. Ah, what is malaria caused by? A parasite delivered into the human body by mosquitoes. So I, I began asking these doctors, why are anti-parasitic drugs effective treatments? both in preventative measures and also in curative measures. David just went over their heads. Cancer is caused by parasites. All of this is caused by parasites. They are demonic. If you look in Scripture, you will see evidence of parasites being mentioned throughout Scripture. I don't mean every page, but I mean practically every chapter and uh or every book and it's uh i mean you and i are adults we're grown-ups we've been around a while and yet this childish behavior that we see among the other adults in positions of authority just continues it's almost as though we've made no progress altogether because the evidence is it's, it's not that the, the truth is out there no the truth is in your face you just don't see it
0: the uh yeah, what you're saying here is really true. I, I remember having this complacency in the '90s where I thought, "Okay, no nuclear war. Mankind is evolving. Certainly, it's a planet filled with corruption and evil, but we're not going to destroy ourselves." And we haven't learned a damn thing. You're exactly right. right. And I, I, I look at I look at what you're talking about here too. And there there when you said that a virus is possessed Am I am I getting that like a human being can be possessed by a demon are you saying that demons uh, enter into viruses
1: you know what <clears throat> I don't think that I was consciously saying that but I think I was subconsciously suggesting that because I mean it's I mean the uh, it's, it's the whole uh, the whole Asian thing about yin and yang you've got uh, you have positive forces you have negative forces what are the negative forces what are the negative forces we fight against every day as human beings? Well, vice and all of those things in the Ten Commandments. There are only Ten Commandments. There's not nine or eleven. And if you want to go to the seven deadly sins, there aren't six of them or eight of them. There are seven of them. So there are some immutable laws. If you break them, you may suffer. If you don't, you'll suffer eventually in some way, but you'll cause other people to suffer. So what is evil? evil is the destruction of a human being to whatever degree is possible on a physical mental and especially a spiritual level it's been said ah, where the mind goes the body follows well where the spirit goes the mind follows and, lo- and look at the display of absolute evil from satan con for pete's sake in boston to uh well we need those aborted fetuses because we can't perform our rituals without them well sucks to be you doesn't it so uh, sorry But you you take my meaning. It's like you got to pick a side. You have to pick a side. You cannot what's written in Scripture either be hot or cold. But if you are neither, I will spit you out of my mouth. Make a decision. Make a choice. To whom or what do you owe your allegiance, your existence? You go, well, look at that person over there in the middle of the African jungle. It's all twisted up and gnarly. That's not your concern. Your concern is you and your relationship with the one who sent you here if you if you tap into this power by asking by saying i don't know what i'm doing i mean just like in the old days they'd go to sunday school you know what they taught us not very much there'd be a parable here and there there was no context there was that we were given no context we felt good about ourselves because we went to church but at the end of the uh, the uh, sermon we had no idea what we'd heard how to apply it to our lives or anything else so it's just been sort of a a shell uh, of uh religiosity with no real substance they don't talk about how jesus walked through walls appeared in numerous places at the same time and uh one of his disciples said uh, well i'm not buying it unless you let me see your wounds pulls a shirt back and goes put your hand in there whoa yeah that's a real spear wound, pal. Wow. It's just, it's just extraordinary. I mean, the truth is right in front of us, David, and so many people resist it because they have been what? Deceived. They've been redirected, misdirected. Told them that bad is good, and what what is uh, alleged to be good is actually not good at all. It, it's really not. And what do you believe in? Some invisible daddy in the sky? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. I'll tell you what, when I crashed that bike at 70 miles an hour and called out the name of the Lord, and then a witness said it was the weirdest thing, because I did. I dropped this KTM 1190. The last thing I saw on the speed I was 67, and I was still rolling the throttle open. 1030 in the morning, Interstate 30, rush hour traffic, everybody's moving real fast. The guy comes over in front of me. I touched, just touched that front brake, and boom, it was like pulling the trigger there goes John Wells his bike goes to the right he goes to the left and I thought I'm dead that's it this is it and I just said Jesus you know like not like oh Jesus help me I mean I was like hey I got a problem here Jesus where are you? <laughs> and she said the woman who was following me who dropped his bike off said it was the weirdest thing everything control just settled over everything and this was not a religious person at all she said everything kind of went into a slow motion Nobody slammed on their brakes, no, horn, no horns, none of that. And this started a two-year journey, which proved to be an epiphany that has continued to this day. And, and while I am still kind of a rough customer, so to speak, I mean, I, I'm not a, I know all the words. I try not to use them very much, but I still do it. Banger, thumb with a hammer, you're liable to say something. Well, apologize for it and then move on. Pray every day. Every day, go out and say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it no matter what happens. I know my Father in Heaven has got this. He knows me. What does He want me to do? I didn't mean to turn this into a, into a sermon, but I'm telling you, I go with 5G, Dave. It's got to be God, gear, guns, grub, and guts and it'll get you through because we're all going to die Yeah. and we're all going to live forever. But what we do right now in our lives is going to determine where we live forever. And I believe this. And if one person says, I had no faith, but that conversation between uh, Dave and Wells.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I, open. I I think you'd agree with this, John, um, that... Uh, we're locked in a battle between good and evil, much more, much more so than what we are seeing internationally and domestically. Uh, Biden is just the manifestation of evil. It's not a political war. It's a spiritual war. Do you think we're a nation under judgment?
1: Yes. And I think it's up to us to, I think if enough of us pray, he will do something. Father God will do something that we cannot anticipate and that the evildoers cannot stop. That all they all they can do is reveal themselves even further, but we need that. You know, we hear these things like spiritual strength, and we hear them so many times that we get this semantic satiation. The words just don't really mean anything anymore, but a lot of people are praying. David, I'm telling you, as a former hardcore, when I was in the rock and roll radio business, I was the wildest thing that would ever seen before or since. I mean, just almost scary. And I look back on it now, and, and uh, I can see why they thought that. But if he wants your attention, he'll get it. And I would just like to say this. Just allow yourself, just allow yourself, just for a minute, to believe it. And you'll see it. But if you're waiting to see it before you believe it, you're liable to be waiting a long time. You You might wait to the point that it's too late. You must allow yourself to believe it, just for a moment, and you'll see it. And you'll never be the same. But don't cling to your, don't cling to what you, don't cling to things that you really don't understand but are are convinced that you do. It's too big to know. The one thing that you can do is say, I am not the beginning and end of anything. I did not, I am not responsible for being in this realm. I'm not. I was sent here. And I would just ask, everybody who's listening to your show today. What makes you think that you, you personally, were not born for a time such as this? You were. So put on the full armor of God and go through your life without fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. And you were not given a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And this apparatus is doing everything it can to rob you of all those things. I'll stop now.
0: When I sit in various churches, I see an empty message, except for the fact they do communion, they do baptisms, they have a call to the Lord. I I praise all that. But there's no linkage to our daily life. They avoid politics in any form like it's the plague. You think it's all 501c3 or are there other? Yes,
1: I do. Okay, I need to do is, is, is a shift from 501c3 to 508c1a, private member association. That's what they need to do. Every ministry out there, every preacher, every church, stop being a government church. You don't have to be a 501c3. Look into 508c1. a a and you can do what you want because poli- of course they don't want you talking about politics in church you have a captive audience you might even go so far as to compare what's happening today with scripture and then what oh you know what I mean so they don't want that let, let, let me just really let me
0: repeat that to you 501C38A is that right
1: 508 I'm sorry this ridiculous German phone's going off. it's 508 okay. E1A E1A C-1-A, yeah. Okay. 508 c one a Okay. C-1-A. Private aviation. There's a gal who's uh, come on our program, nicest lady. Her name is Anna Garner, A-N-A-G-A-R-N-E-R. And uh, you can find her. And she will uh, give you any information that you need about this, because it's a real thing. Just most people don't know about it. I didn't until I talked to her.
0: Do you, are you aware of any of the... Uh tax implications if you if you do the latter as opposed to the 501
1: um, c3 you're still tax exempt it's a private member association just file your paperwork make sure you file your paperwork on time every time the paperwork is required to be filed do it and you and you're clear
0: interesting that's you know i've never heard of this before
1: well i know i hadn't heard of it either until i spoke with her but i looked into it and i thought and, uh, and I called an accountant that I've uh, worked with for about 30 years, easily. And, um, well, this is mostly, it mostly has to do with the uh, ministries. And I said, well, what is a ministry? A ministry is any organization that gets stuff done, like the Ministry of Defense or the Ministry of Intelligence Number 5 or the Ministry of Intelligence Number 6. It doesn't necessarily mean a church. But a church is also a ministry because it's an agency that does things. In the case of the church, what it does is proper spiritual guidance and advice and interpretation and help with that. Well, that is a ministry. Anything that gets that is formed to get stuff done is a ministry. People can check it out to their satisfaction, just go to the search engine of your choice and type in ministry definition. You'll see it. So would
0: your average tax accountant know all about this?
1: Probably not. But all, they have to do, all you have to do is bring it to their attention and look into it. And if they don't want to get into it deeply, go get another accountant. Okay. Uh, There's this, a lot of them out there.
0: This is, uh, i got to tell you, you've got people right now sitting up intently in listening to this because we all believe here many of us do that the 501c3 churches are totally compromised and you know this is why they never speak against abortion this is why they never speak about the trans movement in fact actually what they should be saying is government is glorifying every lifestyle that doesn't end in procreation and that's anti-biblical that they don't say it
1: that is correct they want God out of your life And they really want Jesus Christ out of your life. They don't want you to believe that there is anything beyond them and their power. And it sounds simplistic, and unfortunately it is simplistic. But because it's simplistic, it gets into people's heads, and they don't even know it.
0: You know, I think the purge has already started, John. I, um, I, we know about the cases where pastors will pray in public, like in the proximity of an abortion center, and then the FBI comes to their house and kicks in their door and puts guns to their family members' heads. It seems like we've already entered phase one of the persecution. How do you see this progressing?
1: Well, there are 750,000 Chinese down in Mexico at various bases. There's a uh, YouTube video showing a man driving, uh, driving his truck uh, south I don't know if he's south of the Arizona border or south of the Texas border but in any case he he talks to this Mexican down there and he says wow this is a really really nice highway but the shoulders are real scruffy why doesn't uh, why doesn't the government uh, maintain this highway and he goes oh well because the government doesn't own the highway well who owns it oh the Chinese own it they built it why did the Chinese build a highway here for the eventual invasion of the United States right now uh, I have daily contact uh, either by Text or, or a call with a fellow named Michael yon You might like to talk to him if you haven't already. He is a war correspondent. His last name is spelled Y O N. You can find him. He's down the Darien Gap with people like Matt Bracken, the uh former Navy CEO and uh and uh they are reporting and and video recording all of this action. People cannot possibly imagine what's what's going on. It is and this is what's gonna happen. It's not that they're going to storm the border, you know, and, and do a, you know, one of those massive armed invasions. No, they're going to do what they did in South Africa. They're going to they're going to seep into the country. They're going to go into every neighborhood, and at night they will go out and commit their crimes. My wife attended, I believe it was 132 funerals of people that she knew in one year, in South Africa. That's the model for what is going to happen here. That bunch of communist idiots over there, they can't even keep the electricity on. That place ran right until Mandela. And Mandela was nothing but a murdering communist. Oh, he spent all that time on Robben Island. No, he didn't. He was in a house with a phone and a fax. He, uh, he and his first wife went to uh, Kent, England, and were uh, and met up with the MI6 guys. I saw an article recently. In fact, it's on Jellyfish.news we call it that because of. Uh, did you ever see this series called Patriot no it's it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful piece of funny and yet really poignant work but a jellyfish they'll say oh that's a jellyfish you try to solve one problem and you make two just like you cut a jellyfish in half you don't kill it you make two that's why we call it jellyfish.news but there is a um, there's an article up there about how London appears to be with the one square mile city of London appears to be the new babylon yeah. or the mystery babylon yep. i don't know if that's true or not but it certainly stands to reason most people do not know that kazakhstan is the economic power of of all of eurasia and from that come well the khazars and the kazarian they say it's the kazarian mafia but of course mafia is an italian term but the kazarian banking cabal and it was the kazarians who call themselves Jews? They're not Jews exactly. at all.
0: I hear you, John. Well, we could go on forever, and we're going to have you back. Oh, I know it. We're going to have you back, but we are out of time. But before we go, I want you to tell people how they can follow your great work.
1: Well, thank you very much for uh, for the the opportunity to speak with you, David. It's been entirely too long. It really it's has. I'd like for you to come on our program as well. Absolutely. We uh, we go over a uh, uh, oh, hundred and something uh, radio stations across the country. Uh. And we go from 9 until 11 Central Time, and then 9 to midnight on Saturday. And we do this thing called the Arc Midnight Intelligence Briefing, and we'll have McInerney and Valerie, the generals, and maybe General Rod Bishop and a bunch of people like that. Our website is com. Our app is Zootalk, Z-U-T-A-L-K. And you can just type in Zootalk.com and go to Caravandomidnight or type in com and you'll go to ZooTalk, but that is our platform. We also stream there, so if anything happens with YouTube or any other ones, uh, you can still see it there and you can chat and all of that. Yes, sir. And we also um, and we have some, some, a couple of wonderful products out there that um, we actually contacted biochemist over a year ago, and I told him I want the best nutritional and immune support product in the world. Can you do it? He said, yeah, well, it's going to be expensive. I said, let me worry about that. Can you do it? He said, yeah, absolutely. So he did. And um, I urge people to look into okay. it because many people are saying good things about it. Okay?
0: Okay. Most of it sounds great, John. Um, can't wait to have you back on again. Look forward to coming on your show. And thank you so much for coming on the Common Sense Show. Great job.
1: David, thank you so much. You're a, you're a patriot, a friend, and just a generally good man. Thank you. So that's... that's a statement. I'm sticking I'm with it. I'm,
0: I'm humbled by that. Thanks, John. Take care.